Crimson Trace announces LaserGuard Pro for today's most popular concealed carry firearms, combining a red or green laser sight with 150 lumen light, taking personal defense to the next level. Available now at your local dealer. Hey, y'all. It's Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. Look out. We're smoking. Yeah, a lot of things going on. We are definitely smoking, I guarantee you. Tom Gresham here, 866-TALK-GUN, or just call me at Tom Talk Gun. By the way, if you haven't checked it out, uh, be sure to look at all the, the various ways that we are sending out messages. We are putting out videos throughout the week. Look at the Gun Talk Media website or the uh, Facebook page. You can go to guntalk.com, find out all the things we're doing there. We also are putting things out on, uh, let's see, Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. We've got our videos up there as well. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Gun Talk there. A lot of folks are doing that, and we have some fascinating conversations, as well as sharing tons of information. A lot of these stories that I put out on the air, there's a lot more than I can even fit into a radio show. And so I'm sharing these stories throughout the week, usually many times during the week. You can be the smartest person in your group because you will know what's going on. If you're following me on Twitter, I'm at Gun Talk. One of the guys who follows this area of gun control, gun bans, politics, a clear thinker and a very good writer, Stephen Kodowski. Uh, we've had him on the show before, and it's a pleasure to have him on again. Stephen, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. You bet. I'm looking at this, uh, one of your latest pieces, Suit Filed Against New Jersey, Attempts to Criminalize Sharing Gun Blueprints Nationwide. This is you know, an outgrowth of the whole 3D gun printing thing, but it, now it's kind of settled into being a, more than a Second Amendment fight. Uh, the battleground has shifted. Now it's a First Amendment fight, right? Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, actually, one of the fascinating things about that case is it actually just took um, sort of a, a crazy turn because uh, New Jersey. So uh, uh, there's a, a website called um, CodisFreeSpeech.com, and they have gun blueprints up there, like you know the, the blueprint for the 1911 or an AR-15 lower, you know, freely available uh, for download and. Um, you know, they're similar to like a patent drawing, but in a, a computer file, right? right. Um, and they had received a takedown notice from uh, that, reportedly, was from uh, New Jersey's attorney general, uh, because New Jersey had passed a, a law recently which mm-hmm. sort of outlawed the sharing of gun blueprints, um, sort of regardless of where you are. It's like if a New Jersey resident has the ability to access it then potentially could be illegal for you to post it. Right. Um, and they had gotten this takedown notice, the, the web host for this website, that was supposed, supposed, supposed to have come from New Jersey. Um, but it, it turns out uh, New Jersey's attorney general filed a, uh, a, a brief in the federal court where mm-hmm. they were being sued over this, uh, saying that they didn't send the takedown notice that it was faked um, by somebody uh, in the Slovak Republic, or at least the... Whoa, the, that's the, a weird twist. Yeah. Because the, the story, strange. as we were going into this, is New Jersey is ordering them to take this down and threatening them with prosecution, so lawsuits right. were filed against the New Jersey, and now New Jersey says, hey, we didn't send that. 
Yeah, it's it's really bizarre. Um, somebody, according to New Jersey, uh, somebody faked this takedown notice that was sent to uh, these gun rights activists. Oh, weird. And uh, it wasn't actually from New Jersey. Now, the uh, the lawyers for for the gun rights activists involved with this uh, have said, you know, they were sort of surprised by this whole thing too. But essentially, they said, well. Okay, uh, even if you didn't send this request, which is a crazy twist in and of itself, the, you know the attorney general in New Jersey has still made public threats about prosecuting yes. uh, people who share these these uh, documents. So the, the core issue is still the same, um, even with this sort of uh, and, very and, and, bizarre and, and let, turn. Let me jump in so people understand what we're talking about is the attorney general of the state saying. If you share these files, in other words, if you share a book with somebody, because a, a computer file is free speech. It's just a book. It's a, it's a document. If you put this on the Internet, we will charge you with a crime. That's basically at the core of what they're saying, right? Essentially, yeah. Um, you know, and then, you know, as, as I'm sure anyone who... Uh, it has been around guns for long enough, knows that the patent file for the 1911 is a very famous uh, document. I, I have I have one framed on my wall. Uh, I have one on a T-shirt. Um, but essentially here, the claim is if you put that same basic information of the, the dimensions of the 1911 in a computer file, a CAD file, mm-hmm. uh, that, that and you share it, on the internet, then that's illegal, uh, wow. which does have those very significant First Amendment implications beyond even just the Second Amendment. You make the point in this uh, article that in, you know the gun owner groups out there are saying, in the zeal to damage or destroy the Second Amendment, the Attorney General's office, the state of New Jersey, is now willing to assault the First Amendment in order to prevent any kind of activity on the Second Amendment. Is that is that what it's looking like here? Uh, yeah, certainly. I mean, that's that's certainly the argument of the, the gun rights activists in this case. Um, I mean, the idea is, you know, they're, they're trying to limit the knowledge uh, surrounding firearms out of fear that the wrong person gets their hands on the that information, and you know, it's, it's essentially an extension of gun control. It's, it's, it's not just controlling the actual devices, but the knowledge of how to make. Right. Them. I mean, I look at it. I, all I see is just book banning. I see historical pictures of piling up books and doing bonfires of banned books. That's yeah. I mean, that's what it's like to me. Yeah. Well, uh, there's even sort of a, a direct analog to that because. Uh, Somebody took the file, one of the uh, the gun designs, the Liberator, and printed out the the raw code for this, the mm-hmm. computer code, in a book. Oh, right, that's a physical right. Book. And they put it on Amazon. And put it on Amazon, and Amazon banned that book from uh, production. That's won't, true. Won't. Amazon won't sell the book, won't yeah. allow it to be sold on Amazon, even though it's just a book of code. Basically, it's yep. the blueprints. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, of course, nobody can do anything about that. The government can't stop Amazon because it's not a government action. It's a private company's Mm -hmm. action. 
Sure, but of course, Amazon sells all the world's most controversial books. Uh, you know, all sorts yes. of racist and of horrible, horrible because that's free speech books. Sure, but apparently not this literal book of code. G- give me uh, your give me your take right now, Stephen. You're a pretty keen observer of this. Where are we now with the gun ban movement? Uh, well, I think things are in a, uh, a stalemate at the federal level, right? Because, you know, Democrats have retaken the House and they're, they're passing here. They will shortly here pass uh, new gun control legislation through the House. But obviously Republicans still control the Senate and uh, the presidency. So it's unlikely that you'll see any sort of major gun control legislation at the national level anytime soon. But... Mm-hmm. Um, at the state level, we know that uh, Democrats have taken control of more state houses now, and I think you are likely to see more gun control push uh, pushes there. Um, exactly what that'll be is, is another question. How severe? If it's just red flag laws, or if there's going to be more, you know, assault weapons bans, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. You know, it remains to be seen, but you'll probably will see, um, you know, more gun control at the state level coming over the next several years here. And it seems the Democratic Party as a whole has become more um, more in favor of gun control. Uh, they're sort of going away from this idea that it's bad for them politically. Uh, I think they've, they've abandoned they, that and, yeah. and are fully embracing gun control as a party. They've come out from behind the curtain and they're saying, yeah, you know, actually, we do really want to ban as many guns as we can. We're just not, we can't get them all right now, but we're going to work on that. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to see uh, the 2020 election, uh, you know, it's so far the people who've said they're running for that all seem to be very, uh, very much committed to new gun control. Um, and, you know, Hillary Clinton was was uh, during her election was much more um, openly yeah. in favor of more radical gun control. And a lot of us think that was why she Obama lost. Was, and I that, think that, you're going to see more of that. Yeah, I agree. Stephen Godowski, thank you so much. Tell them where they can uh, read your writing. Uh, freebeacon.com. Freebeacon.com. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. All right, you take care. 866-TALK-GUN gets you in here. When we come back, I want to tell you kind of where I think we are where we may be going and it's it's a catastrophic view it's a it's not a good view but I think it's very it may not be inevitable but I think it is very possible that this could get really ugly beyond the comprehension of the gun ban model 866-TALK-GUN For more than 70 years, Timney Triggers has been enhancing the shooter's experience. Whether it's a local competition, a day at the range, or even the hunt of a lifetime, setting the standard in aftermarket triggers, Timney is now producing more than 170 models of triggers for bolt-action rifles, shotguns, AR rifles, and semi-automatic rifles. Proudly made in the USA since 1946. Find your new trigger at TimneyTriggers.com. Hi, this is Tom Gresham from Gun Talk. 
America is losing critical wildlife habitat at a rate of one football field every hour. It's happening on the Louisiana coast, but it's critical to all sportsmen and conservationists. These precious wetlands provide winter habitat for more than 10 million ducks and geese annually, waterfowl that migrate north through dozens of states. Don't shrug it off. Get involved. You can help. Visit vanishingparadise.org. Attacks happen every day. How will you react? See real people put into real-life criminal attack situations on First Person Defender. Discover what works and what doesn't. Kidnapping, ATM robbery, home invasion, and other attacks. Learn how to save your life and the lives of your family. Get the entire first season on DVD at ShopGunTalk.com. Get prepared. ShopGunTalk.com. In a couple of minutes, I've got to tell you another unfortunate Darwin story about guns. Guys, doing stupid stuff. Doesn't end up well. Speaking of not ending up well, i actually been thinking about whether I actually want to talk about this, but I am going to. Because I think it needs to be discussed. I'm not saying that this is not a call to action. But I just want to kind of throw some thoughts out here. It occurs to me that I think the gun ban lobby... Those pushing gun control, gun confiscations, bans on certain types of guns, have badly misjudged us, us being gun owners. When they project this out, they have a particular view of how it's going to go. I don't think their view is accurate. When they project this out, they see eventually them being able to confiscate guns order the guns to be picked up, order the guns to be turned in. And they may say, yeah, there'll be, certainly there'll be a little bit of resistance. But for the most part, it'll go okay. And, you know, look, it was Eric Holder, former Attorney General, who said, we have to brainwash Americans against gun ownership. We have to brainwash people against guns. And they're doing that. The media is doing a good job with that. But they're not going to get everybody. Let's just kind of run through some numbers and some history. When the gun banners talk about confiscating guns, they see in their minds a scenario where the police or authorities come and knock on the door and you turn in your guns. That's not what we see. I've shared with you in the past the stories of, and I know, I know, I know, I know, you're never supposed to talk about the Germans or the Nazis. I get that. But the stories are there. In France and Germany, the police come to a door, knocking on the door. We have the list of guns. You, you registered this gun. And the father being unable to produce the gun. And they say, well, you got 15 minutes to produce it. When he can't find it, he's got rid of it years ago, but still on the registration list, they pull him and all members of his family out in the street and they kill them. That's just historical fact. When we, a lot of us, in the gun-owning world hear confiscation, that's what we see. That's the image in our heads. We see people being lined up and put on cattle cars. The reality is tens of millions of people 
have been killed in genocides in the last hundred years. And every single time, it was always preceded by gun confiscation. You cannot have genocide without that. It's not possible. Now, I'm not saying that gun registration or gun confiscation inevitably leads to that. I'm not saying that at all. But I know that you cannot have the genocide without having the gun confiscation. Once again, going back to what's in their head, what's in our head. We see the history of it. We see the 1934 National Firearms Act banning or reg- highly regulating the sale and ownership of what we call NFA items, full auto. We see the 1968 Gun Control Act now establishing that there are good people and bad people who can own guns, and we get to de- we the government gets to define who's a good person and who's a bad person. And we regulate the sale of guns. It has to go through a licensed gun store. We have the 1986 Firearms Owners Protection Act and the Hughes Amendment, which was passed illegally. Actually, it didn't pass on a voice vote. And Charlie Rango would not take a roll call vote on it. We have the 1994 Clinton gun ban, which thankfully sunsetted. But if we ever pass it again, it will not have a sunset provision. So when they look at this, they see government officials going to pick it up with guns. When we look at it, we see people being willing to shoot you because you didn't turn in your gun. Oh, Tom, that's just crazy. Really? You ever go talk to the guy in Maryland a month ago that came to get his guns at 5 o'clock in the morning because under the red flag law, somebody dropped a dime on this guy. He goes to the door at 5 in the morning. People are pounding on his door. He has a gun in his hand, a reasonable thing to do, he ends up dead, shot by the police. Oh, that's just an isolated incident. Oh, really, is it? Okay. Ruby Ridge, Randy Weaver, what was he charged with? What was he charged with? What did the whole Ruby Ridge debacle spin out of? He was charged with not paying a $200 tax on a firearm. He cut a tube off too short, cut off the barrel of a shotgun, at the request of and the behest of an ATF informant who coerced him into cutting off a shotgun barrel, which would have been legal if he'd paid the $200 tax, you understand. So it's all about $200 tax. At the end, 14-year-old Sammy Weaver's machine gun in the back and killed. Vicki Weaver, Randy Weaver's wife, is shot by Lon Horiuchi, the FBI sniper, and killed while she was armed with her infant child holding in her arms. Same sniper was at Waco. Waco! Hmm. 76 people shot, burned. Why? Because they were going to charge him with having an illegal firearm. They will come. They will kill you. Oh, but the police won't come and do that, Tom. Really? You should have been in New Orleans in 2005 with Hurricane Katrina when Mayor Ray Nagin ordered the police to confiscate all guns in the city. Illegal is all get out. Did they refuse? <laughs> no, they did not. They went door to door. They knocked on doors. They kicked in doors. They took guns. They took them from people. They knocked down little old ladies. So we have the video. And then in the end, they claimed they didn't do it until we found the warehouse full of guns. Oops, how'd those get there? 
if you want more information on that, grab the book, The Great New Orleans Gun Grab by Gordon Hutchison. All this to say that I think they are badly miscalculating. And I know people say, well, you know, everybody talks big about that. No, everybody's going to say, you know, if they come to my house, I'm going to shoot them. People aren't really going to do that. Now you're right. Most are not. But some will. There are, we don't know for sure, 100, 120 million gun owners in America. What if a half percent of 100 million says, nah, not happening? This is my line in the sand. This is where I know you will pull people out in the street and you will kill them. This is what you have to do before you can round people up and put them in concentration camps. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to let it get to that point. It stops right here. It stops right here, right now, today. A half a percent of 100 million people, that's a half a million people. Hmm. Crazy talk. I know. Crazy. I hate to even talk about it. I sure don't want to think about it. What's it mean? Well, here's what it means to me. Okay, this is my takeaway. I'm not calling for that to happen. I'm calling for that to not happen. How do we keep that from happening? Well, we don't let it get to that line in the sand. We draw a line in the sand here, right now, today. And we say, we must stop this today. How do we do that? We get involved. We get, and I mean, and on a level that nobody has talked about. You make a commitment. You say, I'm going to give the equivalent of a gun a year. Call it a dollar a day. $365 a day. I'm going to make calls. I'm going to, they're going to know my voice when I call my senator's office. I'm going to show up at the legislature. I'm going to be there. Because if we don't stop this today, this could be the inevitable road that we're going down. And nobody wins in that. A dollar a day. Ooh, that's a lot of money. No, it's not. I pay more than that at Starbucks or wherever you get your coffee. But you know what? If we had a million people doing that, we have a lot of money to fight for. What do you think? Is Tom crazy? 866-TALK-GUN. Well, maybe so, but that's a different subject. <laughs> a girl can't go wrong with something in basic black, like an AR-15. Some things never go out of style, like Tom Gresham's Gun Talk. Hey, when do you want to spot that burglar? When he's casing your house or after he's in? Ask John, whose blink camera alerted him of burglars trying to break in. And while he was at home, and his family was home too, or Shannon, her blink camera caught a thief stealing packages. Both times, the blink video clips were sent to the police to help convict the crooks. Blink motion-activated indoor and outdoor cameras are wire-free, set up in minutes, and run on two AA batteries that last up to two years. And if you're traveling... Blink's live feed option lets you monitor your home and check in on pets from anywhere using the Blink smartphone app. No contracts, no subscriptions, totally affordable, and Blink works with Alexa. Blink camera systems make great gifts, and they're a brilliant way to monitor your package deliveries. Visit BlinkProtect.com slash GunTalk. BlinkProtect.com slash GunTalk. Blink is an Amazon company. Oh, yeah, I just got a uh, <laughs> range report. From uh, Richard, he says, hey, this morning, this is actually, yeah, right now, this morning at 2.50 a.m., 
uh, one of my Blink cameras alerted me to motion in my driveway. It didn't capture the face of the guys prowling around the car, but still gave me something to provide the police. Thanks for bringing these cameras to my attention. Worth every penny and more. That's kind of cool. Ah, Darwin Award. Not good, not good. Uh, out of Arizona, central Arizona. Story reads, a Graham County man is dead after he was shot while wearing a ballistic vest, officials say. Sheriff's officials report that first responders were called to a shooting along a river area in central Arizona on Monday evening. A man, later identified as 25-year-old Parker Ray Lynch, was found with a gunshot wound to the abdomen. Medical aid was given at the scene, and he was taken to the hospital where he died during surgery. Here's what happened. According to the investigation, Parker and two acquaintances were reportedly shooting at a ballistic vest with ballistic plates that belonged to Parker. At one point, it appears Parker put on the vest with the plate and had one of the men shoot the vest while it was being worn. Officials say the single round from a two-two-three rifle went through the vest and plate, hitting Parker. The man who shot the gun, Stephen Watson, was booked into jail on a manslaughter charge. Can we go over the four rules of gun safety again? All guns are always loaded. Never point your gun at anything you're not willing to destroy. Keep your finger off the trigger until your sights are on the target and you're willing to shoot. And number four, know your target, confirm your target, and what's behind it. Rule number two, never point a gun at anything you're not willing to destroy. The four rules of gun safety apply everywhere, all the time, even in the middle of a gunfight, much less just screwing around at the range. Don't be stupid. Stuff happens. Don't think about what's the best that can happen. Think about what's the worst that could happen. What if this gun actually went off now? What if the round actually did go through the plate? Huh. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Line one, Lee's with us out of Kentucky. Lee, thank you for your patience. I appreciate that. You got some information for us. Yes, the Kentucky legislature is considering constitutional carry Mm -hmm. again. And I have the numbers Kentuckians need to call their legislators and say, please do that. All right. Is it one number or is it a bunch of numbers? It's two different telephone numbers. Right. One, you got to call in order to find out who your legislators are. Okay. And the other, once you know who your legislators are, can connect you to their offices so you can say, vote for constitutional carry. Okay, lay them on me. First number, 800 372 718 one. Okay, and the other one? Five zero two mm-hmm. five six four eight one zero zero. All right, I've got eight hundred three seven two seven one eight one and five oh two five six four eighty one hundred uh for conceal not uh, for constitutional carry rather. In Kentucky. I've got to keep moving, Lee. Thank you for your patience. I appreciate you running that down and share that info with us. Ray is in the Bronx on line two. Ray, you sent me a note. There's something going on here. Uh, it's kind of a surreptitious banning. What's going on here? I call it a bite attack. 
Uh, just for those who don't know computers, a bot is a protocol that can be inserted into a program, and it works in the background, and it's sneaky, and you don't see it. Mm-hmm. Now, I've ordered um, uh, loophole rings for Winchester. As soon as the word Winchester appeared, I, it, it got kicked back at me and said it's not eligible for shipping. Uh, my cousin had a problem. He wanted to get parts for his Remington shaver. Guess what? It saw Remington, and it blocked it uh, again, saying that it's not eligible for shipping. So I like to use the Amazon lockers because we have porch pirates in New York City who will relieve you of anything that has the Amazon smile on it. Oh. So I like to use the lockers, and they will not shift to the locker if it has any name associated even remotely with firearms. Because they th- – all right, let me back up because they th- – it sounds like what they have is some kind of algorithm that searches for certain words, and if it's a Remington, a Winchester, or anything else, they say, ah, gun, shut it down. I believe so. And here's the problem. I have talked with U.S. congressmen. There is no interest yeah, the whatsoever in the, on, the, on their part of doing anything about this because their whole deal is, look, they can block anything they want because it's a private company, and... You know, it's not a free speech issue. It's nothing else. And the Congress is not going to get involved in this. I'm not surprised. Oh, I'd like to leave you with a little recommendation for the viewers. I'm rereading an excellent book called A National Party No More by Zell Miller. Mm. Dear God, I wish we had 20 senators and congressmen like Zell Miller in the Democrat Party today. Well, it's funny you mentioned we're reading an old book, uh, uh, shoot, uh, right in the old gazoo by uh, Simpson, uh, Congressman Simpson from Wyoming, and it's like 25 years old. Same deal. It could be written today. I appreciate the call, sir. By the way, if you're like wanting to order parts or something and Amazon's not getting you what you want, why use them? Let's go to Brownells. Brownells.com will take care of that. 866-TALK-GUN. Be right back with more gun talk. Brownells has gone retro. Check out Brownells' new line of retro AR-15 and AR-style 308 rifles at brownells.com slash retro. Whether you're looking for Eugene Stoner's original 308 design, the famous M16A1, Air Force 601, or the XM-177 carbine, Brownells has the classic, new production, old-school rifle of your dreams. Own the firearm you used in basic training, carried in service, or that Grandpa always talks about. See more at brownells.com slash retro. This land, once wild and free, fades now from our memory. But I remember what it was like, what we were like, what we are capable of when we band together. Perhaps more than any other landscape, wetlands embody the life-giving abundance that nature has to offer. And perhaps more than any other organization, Ducks Unlimited is working to ensure that our continent's wetlands not only survive, but thrive for generations well beyond this one. These natural wonders are where waterfowl begin their cycle of life, where the deer and the antelope play, and where we, the people, gather together to see and share what makes the outdoors so great. The time is now to band together with organizations like Ducks Unlimited. The time is now to rescue our wetlands. Tired of searching the web for the best deals on guns, ammunition, and gear? 
Download the free Gun Dealio app today for deals and discounts right at your fingertips. Handguns, rifles, shotguns, ammo, optics, lasers, gun safes, targets, gun cleaners, grips, slings, and much, much more. Save money on products you want from the companies you love. New deals, discounts, and rebates added daily. Gundelio, available for free in the App Store and Google Play. Yeah, we sure had some fun uh, out the range yesterday. We did a lot of shooting. Uh, <laughs> there were a lot of interesting people out there. We had... Uh, a lot of different bays at this place, and there were police cars there. I have a sneaky suspicion that some of the folks shooting at some of the bays work for some of the more interesting secret squirrel groups. Um, interesting group. <laughs> it was fun. We're shooting submachine guns and suppressors and shooting my pistols. Let's see, forty-five Colt. You might say long Colt. Colt. 45 ACP, uh, 10 millimeter. So those are the pistols I shot. Uh, didn't take any nines. For, w- weird, because I usually have nines with me. Yeah, well, it was a bunch of fun. Let's see, line four, Mike's with us out of Kentucky. Hey, Mike, what's on your mind, sir? Hi, Tom. Hey, as a hunter, you know, we always have these shots that we remember and go back over in our minds, and mm-hmm. it's usually because things didn't go the way we thought they were going to. Exactly. I don't know if you have that experience. Oh, oh, you know, we so, think about the things that go wrong more than we we don't dwell on the things that go right. Yeah, yeah absolutely right. And so I want, I want you to help me get one of these out of my head. <laughs> I was on an antelope hunt out in Wyoming. This was actually a couple years ago. And it was a tag onto an elk hunt. So I was using my elk gun. So it was a, a Falco 75 and 300 WSM. I'd sighted it, sighted it in at 200 yards. Mm-hmm. Spotted, spotted an antelope buck at 235 yards. And it was raining. It was a moderate rain. It wasn't heavy. It wasn't a mm-hmm. mist. I would just call it kind of medium rain. Uh, rain. So I, I uh, took it. I was able to sit down from a seated position and take a shot at it. And I, I held it over by a couple inches because I thought I would, you know, it was 235 and I wasn't sure what the rain was going to do. And I saw the bullet impact about two feet below where I was aiming. And I could hear the bullet going, you know, I could hear it in the rain as it was going out to the target. It was mm-hmm. the weirdest, weirdest thing. So I said, well, now I know the holdover. So I held two feet over where I wanted it to go, and I don't know where that bullet went. Luckily, it didn't hit the antelope because it was still there. <laughs> and it just kind of slowly meandered off. And so my question is, obviously the rain was impacting the trajectory of that bullet, and as I think about it after the fact, it was probably tumbling wildly by the time it got out there 200 yards. What guidelines do you have around shooting in the rain? How heavy? How far away? Do you have any kind of general? I mean, other than well, waiting right. for a rainstorm to hit and go out and to the range and practice. First of all, I don't actually think rain affects the trajectory at all. I hate really? to tell you. Really? Okay. I hate to tell you. Having said that, the most puzzling miss I've ever made on a deer was in a pouring rain. 100 yards with an absolutely solid solid rest pouring rain and no yeah. sign of a hit by the time i got there the tr- tracks were full of mud and blood if there was some would have been washed away so i don't know but having said that my question for you is this you held over on your first shot at you said 225 250 yards yes yeah, 235 is what i ranged it at yeah okay 
the bullet went probably about eight inches over his back, even though it looked like it hit low. Hmm. Well, I thought I saw it hitting in the dirt. I mean, I, I and the weird thing about it is I could hear it going through the rain as it was going out to the, you know, out to the animal. Well, you know, uh, which and, and is look, why I, I, I'm going to open it up for anybody wants to correct me. I don't think that the rain really affects the trajectory. Now, let me ask you a question. Did you have, is there a possibility yeah. you had any water in the barrel? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I didn't. Yeah. At that time, I wasn't taping my barrels over when I was hunting out west, and I that do that could, now. That could be a factor. That's an interesting, yeah, that's a good question. I, I, I don't know. I can't say for certain I didn't. Well, if you have water, and I mean, I know you probably know this. If you have water in the barrel, things change in, in like weird ways. We don't even know exactly. One thing that can happen if you have rain in the barrel, you could have an increase in pressure. I don't know why that would make anything hit lower. Um, could it affect the when the barrel the bullet exits the crown the muzzle of the barrel? Could it affect uh, getting a clean exit from the muzzle? I I don't know. I mean, and and I'm like you. I mean, I have my weird. And let me tell you, when I missed that deer, I was about sixteen or seventeen years old, with a rig that I could hit a watch at three hundred yards with. The idea of missing this deer at 100 yards is impossible. So I, I don't know what happened. But it was pouring like a Louisiana downpour, or like probably a, an inch an hour kind of a rain. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, this wasn't even that bad. But it, it just seems to me that as it's, you know, the bullets hitting those droplets of water at that speed, it has to have some impact on the bullet and its trajectory. It, Wouldn't you think so? <laughs> You would think so, but I you know what I have looked up, what I've you know kind of researched on it. I'm not seeing any evidence, but you know what? I could be wrong. I'm just going to ask if anybody knows because I think you and I are both sitting there scratching our heads at this point, and going doing the ballistic what ifs, and we we don't know. But I will say this: one of my basic rules. This is my Gresham's rule on hunting: first shot, always aim at hair. I have missed several deer by saying, well, I, he's pretty far out there. I'm just going to hold right over his back, and then the bullet goes right over his back. So with a 300 wind mag, man, you can hold uh, two inches below the back line out to about 400 yards and get a solid hit. Aiming high, uh, 99 times out of 100, you're going to end up shooting over the back. I appreciate the call, sir. It gives me something to think about. What do you think? Shooting a rifle in a rain does... Does the rain affect the trajectory of the bullet? How would it? What, what's the process? What would be happening? I don't know if you have any personal experience with it or if you've read about it. I'm real curious because, like I said, I've got my miss that I ponder as well. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> 866-TALK-GUN or call me at Tom Talk Gun. Do you shoot in the rain or do you just kind of go in and get where it's dry? Back with the 866-TALK-GUN. <sighs> Let's see. Optics question. Uh, Alex says uh, he's got a, an AR-15. He's looking to put an affordable yet a good sight on it. He's been to the range a few times. The flip-up sights is not all that good. 
And he says, also, he says, I wear glasses and I am right-handed, but my right eye is weak. And I find myself leaning over a bit to sight with my left eye. First of all, don't do that. Don't shoot right-handed and try to use your left eye. Just don't. You either have to close your left eye and use your right eye, or you have to shoot from the left shoulder. It just It's an impossible situation. I'm going to suggest you for you, Alex. I'm going to, this may sound weird. Uh, how about a red dot sight? For barely over 100 bucks, you get a, a good red dot sight put on your AR. You can shoot with both eyes open. Train yourself to shoot with both eyes open. And when you see the target, you will see the red dot superimposed upon it. We're not talking about a, not talking about a laser. We're talking about a reg- regular red dot optic. I think you'll find it to be fast. It will work for you. You can still shoot from the right shoulder. Keep both eyes open. Your brain will superimpose the red dot over the target. You'll have to work at that a little bit. But I think it's going to work for you. Uh, good luck with that. Hope that works out for you. Let's see. Marcus has been on hold way too long. Hey, Marcus, thank you for your patience on line three out of Toledo, Ohio. What is your range report, sir? Tom, I've got a range report on my, my carry system, um, okay. if you will. It consists of three different guns. You've mentioned a couple times recently about how you people switch guns and mm-hmm. um, thoughts on that. Well, my whole I always switch guns um, between a Ruger LCP Custom, which is my newest purchase, a car PM9 and a Springfield XD9 Mod T. Um, and it depends on what I wear. Uh, if okay. I, I always usually go inside the waistband with the Springfield of the car um, with the with the Kydex type inside the waistband holster. But I think you said it great one time uh, with the Ruger LCP. That's the gun I carry when I can't carry a gun. <laughs> it really um, is. <laughs> I think that's a great explanation of it. And a guy called in a while back or last time about running. And I think you even suggested, he said he was a small mm-hmm. frame guy, you suggested the LCP. And that is, I, I wear that in a suit. You know, the suit style these days are kind of tight and slim. Yep. And uh, I can wear that Ruger LCP in a pocket holster and just, a, I think it's a DeSantis pocket holster that covers a trigger. But wear it in my front pocket in a suit. And, uh, you know, I still have at least that on me. And I can draw it out of my pocket. Um, and that's kind of my system I work with. The only thing that I did realize is, Carrying in a pocket's a different world, and you really got to think about and practice how to get it out of the hair. If you're, especially if you're sitting, you really um, do, it, don't you? It's awkward. It's awkward, and you kind of got to. You you don't want to think about it the first time you might need it. So if anybody does pocket carry, think about how you get it out there and practice it with an empty gun sitting at your kitchen table or something. Did you give any consideration to an ankle holster? You know, I have an ankle holster, and again, back to your comment, you end up with a box of holsters, and I've got a box for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I've had a couple different ankle holsters. I, I just can't, I can't get comfortable with them. I, I'm not yeah, sure. It's just I, I'm not the same way. I, I see the utility of them. I can see the benefits of it, and I just cannot get comfortable with an ankle holster. I'm the same way exactly. Right. So I have tried it. It's just not my thing, I don't think. Well, you know, it sounds like you've, you've given this a lot of thought, and as you change clothes for different activities, you can change your gun. I think that's a really good way to go. I do the same thing. and uh, Same deal. I have a pocket holster, LCP, for when I can't carry a gun, that's the gun I carry. People say, well, that's not much of a gun. You know what? It's a million times better than not having a gun if you actually need it. And uh, all I'm trying to do at that point is not save the world. I'm trying to save myself and my family, and all I need to do is get us out of where we are. Marcus, thank you so much. Great range report, man. All righty. What are you carrying? How do you carry? And, and 
What was the thought process that got you to where you are? Are you like Marcus and me where you have a box of holsters? Or are you new to this and still trying to figure it out? You know, we could probably help you with that. 866-TALK-GUN is the magic number here. Just call me at Tom Talk Gun. When we come back, we'll have a really good look at what's going on on the federal and state level and what the gun grabbers are really up to. 